Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Really, the whole book and what we do is I'm much more interested in trying to get you to think in a better way. Because mm-hmm. the, the, the actions will be obvious. And most yes. people are out there trying to give me the actions to check off. And the problem is you're not going to do well checking them off if you don't think the way the person who made up the list does it. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast, the show that helps you go from questions to confidence and mommy taught to self-taught when it comes to homeschooling. We are your hosts. Dr. Libran is the creator of Independent Homeschool Courses and has authored several books. And I am a current homeschooling mom of six who creates content on YouTube and courses around sustainable homeschooling. Welcome. If you have any questions you would like to be featured on a future show, email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. Now let's start the show. All right. So today's episode, Dr. Lyron, you actually have something that you want to talk about a topic. So let's hear it. Yeah, I'd like to, I probably ought to do this more often. We ought to just figure out topics to discuss that are universal that people don't know to mention. Yes, and the uh, the one I like to talk about is um, something near and dear to my heart because <clears throat> I'm a recovering one of these, and that is perfectionism. Ooh, yes, okay? that's a big so, one. And, and let's think about this. So, if you're perfectionistic, what does that mean? If you're a perfectionist, you, you ever know one of these people? Oh yeah, you want everything done just up to your standard that you have created in your mind. Yes, your standard or even better. You want it done mm-hmm. right. And right is a, we tend to, when we are, uh, excuse me, when we are perfectionists, we tend to do something called splitting. So you can Google that, nice wiki article on it. And splitting is also known as black and white thinking. So mm-hmm. when you get everything into a black and white category, it turns into it's right or wrong. And so then it's perfect or it's not. And so when you get something done, very rarely does a perfectionist get perfection done and they don't feel like it's not that good. It's like 80% because there's always stuff to improve. I mean, if you ever write a book, let me just tell everyone books um, are never finished. They're just abandoned. (laughs) You would know you've written a few, you've abandoned a few. I'm just telling you, at some point you give up and go, Hope it works. Publish. I give. I'm so <laughs> tired of looking at it or whatever. I don't because you could always tweak it. You can always change a word or a thing or add a little section or whatever. And um, when, when we're perfectionistic with homeschools, just think about that. If you're starting in homeschool and you want it to go just right, well, mm-hmm. you're already behind the eight ball because it can't go right. You can't. The way I would say it is, you can't start with perfect that you just can't start. That's where you end. If you can get to perfect, there's another problem. And that is that perfect, um, is actually an ideal and ideals are not actually achievable. They're not Mm -hmm. real. They're ideals. 
Um, it means perfection means you're to a place that it can't be improved at all. And if you're imagining that you can get your homeschool to a place that you can't improve it at all, then you need medication because <laughs> that's not how anything works. You get through like I did. I look back and I go, golly, I wish I'd had him read this instead and study this. And I should have done more of that and blah, blah, blah. And so lessons and things I think through that I could have tweaked. Uh, guess what? Hopefully some of y'all are benefiting from that because I've gotten to fiddle with it and fiddle with uh, lots of lives over time working on homeschooling. So uh, it's like, I'm going to give you an example. Uh, well, I have a question for you. Sure. Okay. So typical, you know, mom, spine curriculum, there's a plan. So is expecting to check off all the boxes, go through all the Saxon books, read all the RC books, et cetera, et cetera. Is that perfectionism or is that due diligence? Um, so, you know, wh where would you put that in expecting to accomplish everything that a curriculum has laid out? It's a great question. And I don't think I can give you an answer that would fully satisfied, but I can tell you how to know if you're a perfectionist or not. Okay. So here's the trick to being a real perfectionist is you have a hard time taking action. Okay. Because perfect generates procrastination. Yes. Even though you want it perfect, you can obsess on certain things, but the real things you need to work on, if you're a real perfectionist, you're not, you haven't even started on them. <laughs> you're open to get there someday. You know, if you've arrived then uh, you're just a doer, I don't think you're a perfectionist because here, let, let me describe perfection really quick. So, um, the horizon, have you ever seen one of those, the horizon you see right. before? Okay. So imagine that you wanted to actually go and touch the horizon. You How can't. would you try to do that? Yeah. Impossible. Every, Every step you take towards it, you're still the same distance away. Yes. Right? And, and here's what's really curious. What is the, the horizon? What is it? It's where the... Sun meets the land or water. The sky meets mm -hmm. the land, right? right? Does it? Not really. <laughs> to no. our perception. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't even meet. It's, it's not a real thing. It's a perception game. So that you perceive, guess, think that you could actually arrive at perfection, you already have left uh, the world of real things. Mm -hmm. You're off into something that is unfair and impossible, you know, uh, because you can't actually achieve that. And so knowing that, the delay happens because... Uh, it's so overwhelming to think about trying to catch the horizon, but you still have to do something. And then no matter what you finally do and, you know, and get some stuff done, you feel awful about it because you're measuring where you wanted to be perfection, something un un unachievable and where you are. And so when you measure that way, you feel awful. People do this yes. a lot with, um, and, and codependent relationships, et cetera they tend to be oriented this way because they want to have a perfect home, family, health, et cetera, and they measure where they really are. And that distance is depressing 
right? Mm -hmm. So if you can look at your life as one of these charts and they go up and down, well, I'll go up this way, up and down a little bit, you know, like you have successes, little failures, and uh, you get to another level and then another level, you know, mm -hmm. and measure where you are to where you were, you can be encouraged. Whoa, where, I mean, where's Karen compared to where she was three years ago or five? Right. Doing a little better yeah. job? Have I wasted yes. my time talking to you? I hope not. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, so the way I say it to them is I, I tell them, I'd say, um, when I've counseled people uh, with these challenges, I'll, I made up a phrase and it usually irritates them, which means I'm onto something. And the phrase is, you can't get well, but you can get better. Mm -hmm. And, like and think, yeah, and thinking that way, you know, well is perfection to them. So you want to think about getting better and, and getting there and then the procrastinations out of the way. So in our, in our um, writing course, so what's the core initial principle besides that there are two kinds of writing? What's the main mantra that I keep giving the kids? The three stages of writing. You remember it? Yes. Write something that's okay. Get help. Make it better. Yeah. Or great if you want to. Yes. So, so we're, we're trying to get them to just write something that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Because okay is good and that gets you in motion. And a lot of times it turns out a lot better than that. So, so one author puts it, the author puts it this way. You want to aim for 80%, not perfection. You want to get to 80%. Mm -hmm. And, and if you can do that, then you can figure out if you want to aim for another 80% of the next part, you know, take it to another stage uh, and that'll get you to 96% there. So that's pretty good. Um, honestly, a 98 and a hundred count the same. They're both A pluses. So yes. that extra 2% really isn't worth it. Uh, and especially because we're dealing with perceptions, we're making up how ideal this could be. So, so what you want to do is make something okay. When I wrote behind me, there's a doctoral dissertation in book form, 300 pages, 600 words. And my main grader was a professor who studied at Harvard, right? Mm -hmm. That can be intimidating. <laughs> that can be an invitation for perfection. I've found myself procrastinating and not getting onto it. And this is a common thing with people working on doctoral stuff. They just lock down on their dissertation. They're can't get it to happen. Let's take a little pause from the show and talk about one of our sponsors, independenthomeschool.com. Independenthomeschool.com is a one-stop shop for homeschoolers created by Dr. Fred Lybrand. There you can find more information on his very popular courses such as the writing course, mastering emotions, mastering reading comprehension, and the ultimate how to homeschool in 30 minutes a day system. As a longtime member and having gone through all the courses myself, I can tell you that this is truly priceless when it comes to your home life and creating sustainable homeschooling. For more information, make sure that you click on the link in the show notes. And now let's get back to the show. And because they need it to be perfect. And I had sat down and had a little conversation with myself, like I want to do. And I said, um, can you write an okay dissertation on this topic? And I go, yeah, I can do an okay one. Well, let's do that. And then we'll see what to do from there. So 
building an okay homeschool, uh, getting your kids equipped okay for life, um, having uh, even an okay field trip or whatever it is as the initial aim. It doesn't mean that you have to stay there, but that'll be a different phase or different step. That gets you from a strategy viewpoint out of the perfection game. I mean, what really should get you out of it is once you know you can't have the crazy thing you're thinking, you won't want it anymore. We can totally, this is a parenting thing too. When your kids keep nagging and asking and nagging, asking and nagging, asking, they still think they got a chance. <laughs> yes. Once they know, I remember uh, our youngest was like that when we moved from West Texas to the San Antonio area. And um, he was young and he, he kept wanting to, are we going to move back home? Could we move back? Cause I'd said at some point, you know, we can revisit in a year if we really, you know, hate it. And um, I finally had to tell him and said, yeah, we're not moving back. That's not what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll revisit. I won't deny that, but I'm going to tell you already, we're not moving back. That's not going to happen. And once he got that, he quit wanting it because people, there's not a, way to actually want an impossibility. People pretend this, they want something impossible and people write about these weird things. But in reality, when you know you can't have it, you it's not going to be on your want list. It's just the nature of human beings. Maybe mostly because we're not crazy. You know, if I want yeah. <laughs> something that's totally impossible, well, you're just crazy. That's what yeah, that like is. if you want uh, wings so that you can fly, you know, right. that's you know, I'm ridiculous. Yeah. But if you want to learn to fly a plane, yes, that could happen. So, so I get off into that because if you're a perfectionist and you can catch on to the fact that what you want, if you admit the ideal that you're going for, like the horizon, is something that's actually not achievable, certainly not in this week. You know, even that, if you're expecting to get there this week, you're crazy, you know, or you're out to lunch or something. Um, but you want to start telling yourself the truth. And the truth is you're not going to create perfection in this life. Nobody does. There are too many moving parts and we're uh, incomplete growing humans. And it would mean you arrive at a place that you can't expand, grow, mature, get better at all. And, uh, you know, if you're there, none of us are going to be enjoying no. being around you because you're just <laughs> obnoxious, you know? Right. So, and so I want... okay, all I'm ahead. saying is Sorry. so grasping that piece is important. But the second part is you're getting much saner about what you're trying to do. If you think about, okay, let's, let's get our curriculum working to where it's okay. Now, if you want to check the boxes and all the rest and your personality works that way and it's great, go for it. If you have room in there to say, maybe we don't get it all done, but we're working that way. If you're obsessed on following it perfectly because you think mm -hmm. it'll control the result, you're doing another form of, of procrastination. I mean, of a, a perfectionism that's going to foul you up. And the, the trick is to get in motion. It's more like the Bible talks about you reap as you sow. Mm -hmm. So we really want to get in motion. And the way to get in motion is to get to an okay level with whatever you want to do. I mean, these podcasts, are they perfect for you yet? <laughs> no, I still can improve. <laughs> yeah. And you've tried some software and I don't know what happened to that because we had some challenges with it, but uh, Karen's trying to improve them. 
right? Yes. Because she, it's better to get an okay thing out there where I misspeak and you misspeak and something flutters wrong or, you know, my shirt doesn't match the books behind me or who cares what it is. <laughs> something imperfect, right? Right. Well, it's, it's better to have an okay thing, a good thing out there than a non-existent perfect thing that we're going to do in the future. So a lot of this is about getting in motion and being honest about let's start with okay. And then we can get a little help and then we can make it great if we want to. I don't know that you have to. Um, the competitions really, I mean, if you get an okay homeschool, you're just going to beat the brains out of most <laughs> everything going on out there. Well, yeah. And I want to say something about your writing course because I hear this from parents all the time, how it's, it's very different than other writing courses focusing on perfection. It works. Your, yeah. Your course is focusing <laughs> on removing that paralysis, which I think, especially for kids that are very perfection, they shut down before even starting to write because they're, they need, they want to write this perfect paper on the first try. So your course really helps them uh, remove that and just, it's okay to write something okay. And so that removes the fear and then they start writing. So do you think a lot of kids that had those issues, they were a little bit of a perfectionist themselves yeah, and that's why the course helps? Exactly. There actually, there are two levels. There, there's some other tricks in there. Cause when I teach them that they're not their paper, you know, they're not their book, yes. they're not what they write. So they learn how to separate what they're trying to create from who they are. That Can also I just say that that has really helped me like with YouTube because, you know, people leave nasty comments and troll comments. I never, it never bothers me. I never take, because like you said, I am not my YouTube video. I'm not my hand. Like it right. really does help. Right. So, so there are a combination of things we're doing in the course. So that's a piece. And what you just mentioned about perfectionism is a piece also getting them out of all the perfectionism on the rules. So I teach a different way to think about grammar and writing and how it sounds. And it's more of an intuitive right by ear approach than the 30, you know, I got a book over here, the 31 rules for commas by Barnes and right. Noble. Like really, I'm going to remember 31 rules. <laughs> so, but, but what, what tends to go on, what's interesting is the perfectionistic kids. Yeah. And the learning challenge. I mean, I just got another note from a lady that said, basically, my daughter wasn't writing at all, and now she's delayed or something, and um, she didn't just tell me what it was, so I don't know, but, um, and now she's writing pages and pages, and part of what happens there is imagine if you're learning delayed, and, and what you're trying to do, you want to do at least good, that's kind of perfection for you, and if you have perfection, it's even worse. But your ability just can't pull it off. You cannot pull it off. You know, mm -hmm. sorry. Um, but if the expectation is that they've got to pull it off, they're going to just lock up because mm -hmm. any action they take is going to display how flawed they are. And so already they know something's up and they don't have any confidence or any ability. So in the writing course, the way this is put together and honestly, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was an accident. You know, it was me figuring it out for me because I think I have or had some issues, maybe have some issues. And because I figured it out, it benefits others, you know. So it's more of a wisdom approach than great research. Of course, every great research project will have another research project in a year or two proving why that one's wrong. So <laughs> enjoy that. But, but either way, when you can get someone to say, look, we're trying to write something that's okay. We'll worry about making it better later, but we want to write okay, get some help from mom, and then we're going to make it great if you want to and make it better. And that allows that brain and orientation along with some of the other principles and there are you know, many in there, you know, they're all combined to relax the person to just get in the process of writing. And as they write, that feedback loop of writing helps them improve their writing and then they can improve their writing and then they can improve their writing and their confidence grows. Remember Emerson's point about the greater part of courage is having done it before. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get up every day and you write, three pages or one or whatever you've got them on the stage, but you knock out writing every day over and over and over and over the years, you've written jillions of words. That sort of gives you a fair bit of confidence that you can write something and it not make people throw up when they read it. Now let's take a little pause in the show and talk about how homeschooling made easy is sponsored by the modern league of teacher mothers. This like-minded homeschooling membership site is committed to laying a strong foundation. By going back to the basics, children not only thrive, but it gives parents freedom and time to focus on their younger children and other responsibilities. You will have access to video courses, monthly training, live support, and much more. Visit sustainablehomeschooling.com schoolhouse for more information. Now let's get back to the show. This is what we're all worried about. Yes. So that's great because a lot of parents I hear this from their kids just are perfectionists when it comes to the writing. They don't even want to get started. It's too vague, just writing a page front and back. They want rules. They want this, you know, so that they can um, have that standard. So, and, and, and not fail and not fail is fail to reach perfection. And they need to unlearn that way of thinking. You know, that's why the writing course can be so effective for them. They can learn a different way to process it and learn the joy of writing rather than the joy of having written. Right. So do you think perfectionist parents raise perfectionist kids? Is this something learned? Or well, I know we talked about yeah. there's nothing that causes, it's not one thing that causes it, but could that be something you influence in your kids if you're that way? There that's certainly possible. My experience would be uh, perfectionistic parents will raise uh, angels and demons and the angels (laughs) will, some of the kids will be perfectionistic like them. And then the demons will be total rebels and slobs (laughs) because everybody's reacting to the system instead of figuring out what they need to get to within some range, you you know, need to get to some basic levels of, either relax or get serious about it, you know? Um, so, you know, I, I've just watched, uh, uh, one of my favorite stories is a study I read some years ago um, about these two brothers 
And they both had the exact same answer for why they turned out that way. And one brother turned out to be a criminal, uh, drug dealer, in prison, in and out of prison all his life. The other was a, a very prosperous accountant in the Chicago area, if I remember correctly. Two brothers, successful mm -hmm. accountant. Same household. Yeah. Dad was in and out of prison, drugs, dealing, all the rest. So we had a dad who was a drug guy and in prison, felon, etc. One son that turned out to be a felon and one turned out to be a successful accountant. And when they were asked by the researchers, why did you turn out that way? They both had the exact same answer. They said, what else could I do with a dad like that? Wow. So the way in which we react inside of the game uh, is there's a choice piece in here about what do you want to do? What do you want to figure out? Um, relaxing a kid, you know, I'd go around one of our kids who tends to be hyper-conscious and somewhat perfectionistic, and I would just whisper into his ears, I'd say, you're okay. And you'd see him go, <sighs> just a little, just a little break every now and then, just yeah. kind of wound tight. So, so there's personality stuff in there, how we react in it and how parents do, but your, your parenting cannot guarantee how your children turn out. They're not robots. And if you think they are, you've lost your mind, you know, again, <laughs> because there's a lot of mind losing that goes on in conversations <laughs> with me because you can't do that. I mean, you and I both, we've said this before, turned out pretty wonderful compared to some of the big mistakes our parents made, Woo. you know, <laughs> yeah. how'd that happen? Well, then it happens. If you want to study this, read Ezekiel 18, because it's an actual description of how you can have a parent, a good parent has a bad kid who has a good kid, grandkid. And it's all about how everybody's going to have to account for themselves. Mm -hmm. You don't get to blame this game. So what you want to do is equip them and uh, release them and hope for the best. Uh, I think our parenting does have a big influence. That's how I would bet, just like boxing, the biggest and the baddest don't always win, but that's how you bet. And so good parents are going to tend to produce good kids, but you can still have rebels. When you have dysfunction, you usually generate both angels and demons uh, because the angel, you get to say, see, look, they turned out and we treated them the same. So you have an excuse for this thing. And usually it's because uh, mom and dad's relationship in the center of it and they kind of balancing things out have favored kids and other stuff we've talked about or I have um, certainly a fair bit that really fouls things up so perfectionistic parents can generate perfectionistic kids and they can produce slobs but I would predict that I would predict you're going to have a mix of slobs and perfectionistic kids rather than balance, if you can learn to relax and sit and do things imperfectly. I've had people in counseling situations, literally, I remember a lady um, that we had her not do her nails and go out in public one day <laughs> without her nails done. And it liked to have killed her. You know, she would dress up to take the trash to the dumpster. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause she was idealizing beauty uh, or her outward appearance. And, you know, when she got through that day or so of 
not having her nails done and didn't find anybody commenting or caring or in the world didn't collapse and it didn't end and she wasn't rejected and sent to, you know, the weird Island of Dr. Moreau or something as punishment in some prison colony, whatever she had in her mind, she could relax a little bit. And this is part of what we have to do. Learning that you can do something imperfectly and it still be okay. And then you can improve it some, uh, that's part of what heals you because you have evidence that makes you change that assumption, that mindset you've got that anything below perfection means rejection and mistreatment and you'll eventually die alone, you know, if you follow it out to the end. Yes. I think this is so crucial. If only all homeschool parents could really get this because I know talking to all the moms that I've talked to and I'm sure that you've talked to, 90% of the issues are they're having this ideal, this standard, and they're fixated on where they're at and where they want to be. And that's causing all the frustration instead of just, this is where we're at. And we're going to use our routine and our system to keep improving every day. And everybody's got their balance and I'm going to model good behavior and balance myself. Uh, I think that would eliminate like 90% of the homeschool stress. that It does. And, and, you know, you've made me, realize one of the things I mentioned in the book, but when it comes out, it's not available yet. Um, I talk about measurements. I have a little section in there about how to think about how and why to measure things. And that actually helps. So if you can measure how your kids are doing in their math, their percentages, or you can measure how many pages and the level of book they're reading, you know, their reading speed or comprehension. Uh, even the even as you start uh, saving all their writing and it gets into a big folder, you can see a measure of watching their writing earlier to later. Now they're capitalizing right. Now they're doing this. Anything like that that you measure keeps you grounded in reality and it makes you see progress. And that's part of the cure. And if you don't measure, the measure is your imagination of what perfection yes. should be like. And so as a result, you're still not playing. Uh, inside of a real game you're it's a imaginary thing that's creating nothing but trauma for you you know it's like going to a haunted house it's fake (laughs) right but you enter into it and for a moment you're pretending it's real well perfectionism is a haunted house it's not a real thing but because you're playing inside of that game and you don't know oh those aren't eyeballs they're just olives or you know whatever it is (laughs) Right. Um, yeah. So you're in, you're in a haunted house and you can get out of it. All you have to do is turn the lights on and look at what's going on and the lights on and what's going on is what you measure and where we are and trying to get something. Okay. Not the, uh, imaginary thing about perfection. It's just not a thing. So wake up, yeah. just wake up. And it's true because the brain, right, cannot tell what's real and not real. That's why when we're dreaming, it feels very real. That's all it is, is we really just have to wake up. Yeah, I I wrestle with that, but I think you're right. I mean, I looked at a study this week about that very thing. And um, their their experiments are pulling off things, demonstrate. And it's interesting what our brain can do. So one of the weird ones was... uh, personality multiple personality disorder or dissociation you know where they have different persons 
Well, they, they've, yeah. got, they've got these studies out there where certain individuals are blind. One of their characters was blind, one of their personalities in this disorder. And they're blind, and they thought, hey, let's put them on an MRI. And when they did it, the area of the brain that fires up vision uh-huh. was silent. Wow. On those people. And then when it switched personality, it fired up and they could see. That's crazy. So, That's yeah, the, wild. The, you know, yeah, the power of, of this thing, and this is why really the whole book and what we do is I'm much more interested in trying to get you to think in a better way because mm-hmm. the, the, the actions will be obvious. And most yes. people are out there trying to give me the actions to check off. And the problem is you're not going to do well checking them off if you don't think the way the person who made up the list does it. Right. You know, I promise you, if you uh, think you're a better chef than the recipe, you won't follow the recipe. <clears throat> right. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah. So, so waking up to that and understanding that you want to fix, improve, guide, <clears throat> excuse me, how you think, that'll give, inform everything else. And this perfectionistic thinking is just destructive. For me personally, sorry about that. I get all choked up when I talk about perfectionism. <laughs> um, I remember years ago, what, what affected me, I, I had a little bit of counseling when I was in seminary <clears throat> over a panic attack I had trying to do a little paper that didn't amount to much on Martin Luther and the bondage of the will. And so this little paper, little synopsis, it was nothing. I was going to do two days early and I could not make my pen write anything. And it freaked me out. So I went to the center and I said, something's wrong with me because I couldn't perfect. What happened is I would delay enough, do it last minute. So I had an excuse to where if it was just okay, I could pretend, well, I could have gotten perfected if I'd done earlier, but I was busy and this and that. So some weird little mind game, making myself blind, you know, with that personality. (laughs) Um, So yeah, the stuff you grow through. And, and so I, I go through some counsel a little bit with this guy and poor guy, I just wore him out. Cause I, every time I wanted an assignment and I studied all that and come back, I just wore him out. I know he probably <laughs> quit counseling. Um, but, but in that process and thinking it through one day I noticed something and there was a famous preacher writer and years back, he's still around a guy named Chuck Swindoll. I don't know if you know that name, uh, it's church in North familiar. Dallas. He at one time was the president of Dallas theological seminary. I remember hearing uh, Dr. Swindoll in a, in a chapel talk about his mistakes and flaws. And what happened in my brain as I thought about it, I thought, you know, this guy's more perfect than I am because he can admit his imperfections and I couldn't. And so once I grasped that, I realized in order to become more perfect, I had to own up to the fact I wasn't. And it started me thinking in a whole different way. It's gonna be similar with perfectionistic homeschool. Once you own up to the fact that you're a more perfect homeschool, if you're honest about where you are and what you can yes. do and not do, that is more perfect than the ones who are pretending they're perfect and they're fouled up. Yeah, and and moms get in the trap of, you know, on Instagram and looking at everybody's perfect pics, routines, everything. And um, yeah, it, then it creates that stress for them. 
Yeah. It's a very uh, important thing. If they can just realize that and come to grips with that, that's where the, the real magic happens. And you're just focusing on your kids, their needs, right. improving your systems, which then improves the process and their schooling. And it's, it's great. It's win-win. Yeah. It's so when liberating. You, when you compare, you lose. Yes. Or I can say it this way. If you want to feel wonderful about yourself all the time, just always compare yourself to inferior people. Yeah. And convince yourself they're inferior. You know, I have a, I have a nest nephew who swims. He's on a swim team club, something like that. And he's not a star competitive uh, swimmer. He's not going to be in the Olympics or anything like that, but he enjoys it and he does great. And whenever I talk to my brother, what he mentions is he just beat his own personal time that's a really good way to think about it. Cause now he's competing right. with the right thing, which is I'm improving. I'm improving myself. It's not about me comparing myself to uh, whatever the competition and the world and Olympics and whatever else is out there. Cause that'll actually make you feel awful. You want to be on a path of improving a little, improving a little, improving a little. That's why if you can see your child is writing better, is reading better, is doing math better. And you focus on that. You're in a good direction. If you compare uh, your little uh, normal child to some odd little child prodigy, uh, you're going to feel miserable. And by <laughs> the way, the math on child prodigies, you'd be shocked. Hardly any of them turn out to do much. <laughs> really? Yeah, they're just famous when they're young. <laughs> I can see that. Sorry. They, they, they peaked too early. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Well, this is, this was a great topic. I'm glad you brought it up. I think it's something a lot of homeschooling parents deal with and the kids are dealing with it too. So this is um, hopefully helpful to you out there. If this has helped you in any way, if you've had some aha moments, please comment them down below or write to us at homeschooling uh, made homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear it. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us for a future episode. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dr. Librand, and we'll see you in the next one. Yeah, Thank you for listening to the Homeschooling Made Easy podcast. If you have a question that you would like for us to answer on a future episode, please email us at homeschoolingpodcast at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please share with a friend who you think would be interested in this content or leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. 
And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.